Hello and welcome to the 14 Questions Podcast. Wait for it. Anytime now. Whatever. Dan's, welcome cat, back. I the cat's got care. his tongue. Yeah. He used a colloquial expression there. There you go. Yeah. So what's happening, man? How, how, much. How's your weekend? It's a long weekend. With the whole Labor Day thing going on. You're not kidding. It's, it's a, it was supposed to be a long weekend and now it's become a longer weekend. Yes, there is that. So, But we, we, we decided to go ahead and record on Monday anyhow, which was, you know. Yeah, we could have taken the holiday and recorded on Tuesday, but no, we're in it to win it here at the 14 Questions Podcast. So here we are. Yeah, hopefully somebody like, you know, gives us a rating, like four stars. It's like poor guys are working on, on Monday. <laughs> four stars. I want five across the board. No, I mean four. Yeah, five. Okay, whatever. You know, review, <laughs> rate us. Be like, why are you people working? <laughs> <laughs> because we have nothing better to do with our time. Anyhow, I do kind of find it weird on these holidays sometimes because I'm just out of my groove. Yeah, Bessie, when you when you lose like a Friday or a Monday, then it shifts everything, you know, by that day. But well, we never me, account for it till last minute. It took me two, you know, two days to like sit down and realize that I didn't have to do anything on Monday because in my head I kept making lists. Got to go do this. Got to go do this. And then Monday comes and I'm like. Oh, can't, oh can't sweet, do any of that. sweet relief until Tuesday comes around and then you only have four days to accomplish five days of tasks. Correct. So, so I do appreciate that I, um, marketplace was on tonight, which is a show I follow. Um, and I'm trying to think it was, uh, Megan McCarthy, uh, Carino, and she made a few good points. One of which I will make a mention. Apparently Banksy is back in the news. Oh, we'll have to check that out. Yeah. It's not like we haven't talked about Banksy a few times on this podcast, yeah. but apparently he's vacationing or something with cans of paint. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way to figure out who he is. Yeah. Like well, get in, get in touch with all of the TSA airport security, you know, across the world and just start mapping who's traveling with spray. Oh, you can buy those when you get on the ground. That wouldn't make sense. Yeah, correct. <laughs> But it was kind of interesting because I, you know, I ran a quick Google search on it and apparently he had hit the news like last week or something on this um, hackery NFT thing, which we'll get into that on some episode because it's kind of complicated. Yeah, the NFT scene, I'm still starting to wrap my head around it. You know, I've been following crypto and blockchain stuff for a yep. while and NFT and like kind of makes sense in my head. And then I'm still trying to really solidly it's monday it's monday <laughs> and i'm tripping over my own tongue no it's kind of three minutes in here it's complicated it's complicated folks so yeah well, it'll take was, us a while what was but, the hack that was it just a forgery or a fraud yeah Somebody you know fake sold, <laughs> a, sold a fake banksy or tried to and then refunded the money you know over just around a quarter million pounds wow that's yeah. a that's a significant amount of money it was a chunk apparently it's yeah, been refunded Three hundred twenty-five thousand U.S. dollars, sixty-six, something, something like sixty-six. Yeah, it's, it's up there. Yeah, so that's going to need some digging. Yeah. Although, see, it's so weird. You're like, it's a digital product. So, mm. Mm, I mean, they said they had nothing to do. I don't know. Something's going on over in that world. We'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it. We like fake things, and we we like Banksy. He's his stuff's cool. So, anyhow. What are we talking about? Climate. Climate. Oh my, here we go. No, it's you, such, you, a, such a subject of controversy. This one climate. Here's, here's the thing. Okay. So we're going to touch on a thing 
you know, cause it just sort of like, you know, does it make sense? Does it not make sense? I mean, this, this little topic seems to touch on several things, technology, infrastructure, climate. I'm just going to go with trees are the problem. <laughs> trees are always the problem when yeah. it comes to the environment, right? They do far more harm than good. I suppose. I, I will say that somewhat facetiously. We, yes, uh, we broadcast, we broadcast down from, uh, we're here in North Carolina. So North Carolina, we too have a lot of weather events and they become more and more frequent. And unfortunately there were some pretty severe weather events. I couldn't believe what went on up North with the flooding and everything else. But, yeah. With the most recent hurricane. Oh my God. Absolutely awful. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, up North and down South. Oddly yes. enough, you know, from, from Louisiana to New York city. Yeah. Um, but you know, from time to time we get, we get these Atlantic storm systems that come in and really wreak havoc on our state. Uh, and it's interesting because, you know, what is it? 2 million some odd people in Louisiana just without power Yep. indefinitely for the time. being. I think they've restored some at this point, but, um, that got us to talking about power lines. Yeah. And so folks, you know, and we're not, we're not, you know, this stuff's very serious, but it's not lost on me that these images are more and more frequent. You know what I mean? You look at the streets with just trees down everywhere and lines down everywhere and hear about people that are waiting, you know, days, weeks. I think the longest we went here, I went here was like nearly two and a half weeks without power at one point in time. Yeah. And there's, we've had a couple of storms over the years that have a, been pretty problematic. I'm trying to think maybe two and a half weeks. And then we had the one massive winter storm years back that, yeah, you know, some people went without for the better part of a month. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mind boggling. And, and, you know, I, I would get phone calls from, you know, friends and family outside of the country. And the amazing thing at that point is that, you know, they're, they're worried about you and they're like, Hey, do you, you know, we know storms bear down on you and, you know, did you survive it? And it's, if you haven't been through these things, it's not necessarily the storm. It's the absolute aftermath of these things, you know, for, for weeks, days. Yeah. It can be very problematic. And, and, you know, we're, we're far enough inland here that we don't get it nearly as bad as folks on the coast. I don't, I don't want to compare ourselves to, you know, some yep, of the tragedy that people experience, yeah. but still even here, you know, grocery stores are out of food and water and, all this. And sometimes it can take several weeks to catch up. And again, you lose power. So you don't have means to cool and refrigerate things. And well, I mean, it, true, but I mean, you know, 15, 15 years back, 18 years back, I mean, it was, you know, the first story, almost second stories of buildings flooding in certain inland areas, which yes, that I'm, was 15 fucking years ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like, saying it doesn't happen. <laughs> it's like, now it's like, holy crap, this stuff. So this yeah, is a lot folk, more frequent folks on the coast and down in the Gulf, you know, they, they just tend to deal with this annually almost, it seems, uh, and it's yeah. awful. And then of course, every few years they have a massive storm that really causes some massive destruction. But got us thinking as you look down the roads and you're like, why are all these lines like hanging in the air? Just suspended from a pole, ready to be yeah. knocked down by a breeze or falling tree or accumulated ice or bad drivers or yeah, all the things and an errant animal climbing a transformer or any number of things, really balloons, balloons. <laughs> <laughs> Want to hit a break and we'll, uh, we'll come back to that. 
Yeah, well, we'll circle back <laughs> after the break. All right. So, sit tight, folks. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the 14 questions. So where were we? We were talking about the hurricanes and power laws. Yeah. That whole like above ground underground thing. Yeah. It's an, it's an interesting thing to kind of dig into because I feel like there are no right answers here. I mean, it's, it's kind of my whole conclusion. You go, why don't we just bury all of this? Because you see, you know, major cities and you know, well-to-do neighborhoods tend to have power lines buried and you go, well, that seems to make sense. But then if you get into the, it's kind of, I mean, there's a lot to this, right? So you can put them underground, Mm -hmm. but then you can't expand power as quickly. If you're just stringing things up on poles, you can't deliver the same amount of power. There's some, there's some decent arguments against both for and against. Yes. You know, the, the pros of, of buried cables are they're not going to be affected by tornadoes, hurricanes, falling trees, snow and ice nearly as much, car crashes, you know, things like that. that yes. just knock out the power unexpectedly. Um, fixing them is a problem. Fixing them is a problem because you have to, you have to dig down to them, uh, which requires, you know, earth moving equipment and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then burying them themselves also seems yes. to be a... Uh, Somewhat cost prohibitive once you dive in, you know. Well, and I don't know. I mean, I'll look at the cost thing and go, okay, maybe twenty years ago you could you could make a good argument for that. Oh, you all just want to do this out of the aesthetics or what have you. But you know, here where we live in North Carolina, you drive into a lot of municipalities, and it's like, you know, Tree City, USA, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's why trees are the fucking problem because you can drive, and thank God, North Carolina is what North Carolina is, but you drive anywhere, chances are you're going to see one of those little tree cities. There's fucking trees everywhere. And it's like, why are you hanging lines up? Because it's surrounded by a forest of trees. You know, most, most, once you get into middle Southern and Western Carolina, it's just long leaf pines, you know, everywhere. They're massive. Uh, But, you know, if you dive into it, the cost to put this, I, I, I don't know why I'm swearing yet. I'm not even worked up about a thing, but <laughs> the cost to put these lines underground is, you know, five to 10 times more expensive than to hang them from a pole. Yeah. Out of the right. gate. But I think there's some spreadsheet redo going on right now. Yeah, I would too, because, you know, in certain areas, um, if you don't have a lot of flooding or earthquakes, damage to these is, is pretty much limited to human error. Well, that, and, and I mean, anecdotally, you were saying, I mean, the last couple of storms we had here, it's like power crews from what, six surrounding states showing up? Yeah, they show, you know, just hundreds of them come in in trucks and, and stay. It, and you got per diem and hotel stays. And probably all of them are getting time and a half to be on the road out of yeah. state. And at, yep. at what point do you go, hmm, if we factor that against, burying these things 
and then model how often they're going to break once they're buried, which we have cities, towns, municipalities all over that uh, could serve as examples that we could extrapolate some data from right. and scale that up. Um, I'd be really curious because this, there's just so much information. And of course, I don't have access to it. No, and it, we were talking over the break, folks. So we were thinking about it like in this country, get a bunch of different states. And with, even within the states, you have a bunch of different companies doing their thing. So it's this like hodgepodge quilt of a grid that has to do a thing. And yeah, every- it, 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 it kind of gets, you go, hmm, okay, yeah, this is going to be really complicated to figure out. This isn't, there's no panacea for this. No, it's as far as a national power grid, I think it's a, uy, that's a rough one to solve. Mm-hmm. Because again, you know, so much of this money is generated through private corporations. Some of it is public utilities. Right. A lot of it is federally subsidized. Every state collects different revenue and, you know, dispenses that differently for their infrastructure. And so to get some sort of uniform standardized, this is the best practice. Uh, adopted across the board, especially for electrical. I don't know. Geez. I just well, don't even, see it happening. Right. And then even just private land ownership and w- what's going to expand next, because you actually have to, you know, there, there's understandings of easements to a certain extent, but then when you go into a certain, I mean, it, it's layers upon layers of complexity yeah, and getting and, permission. Yeah. Hey, we have to, we have to cut across your farm. And by the way, your road's going to be shut down for four days because we have to right. dig that up. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces. If only they'd have thought to do this the first time around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, fair <laughs> enough, right? But it, it makes you wonder, like, this is, a, again, totally complicated, has to be done. There's too much critically that relies on power, whether or not that's yes, in, and, just in, 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 in general. Yeah, I, you know, whether bearing it or finding finding better ways to shield above ground lines. I think something has to be done. I don't know if burying is the universal uh, solution necessarily. Well, I reading through what I've read through and, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to filter out some of the industry stuff. Obviously that's coming through. There's anybody can do pros and cons on both sides, but I would agree. You know, yeah. there's a, there's a time and a place to do a thing, right? Yeah. I, th- I think the majority of it once buried would be better than above ground simply because but then you again you have to account for the the earthquake flooding effect yes and the human error and then how quickly can you dig down repair lines and get power back up makes sense so you might have fewer outages but they might be longer when they do happen and and that being said i think the the one statistic i came across is about 25% of all the power i i would imagine that means customers in the united states that's underground 25%. So, yeah. So I don't, I don't know if that's the right balance given the frequency of storms, given you go what's going on with fires in the West coast and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, well, I'm sure it's not the right balance because if you think about say Los Angeles, New York city, the larger metropolitan areas that are incredibly densely populated, right? Those account for a, a very large chunk of the population. If it's 25% of the population. That's, I, I couldn't, I didn't, you know, there's very little. And so, you know, unlike say the electoral college or something like that. Right. Like the power grid has to service everybody equally, regardless of population density. Yes. So I think that 25 
if it is based on per capita, uh, it's probably less representative of how many, you know, it, it should kind of be done by landmass. Like, where is it and where is it not buried? It may be. I'm going to look this up real fast and see if it's I'm in curious. front of me. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and again, to, to the credit of some of these folks that are trying to report on this, there's technical disadvantages. There's obvious advantages with other things. But yeah, I can't, uh, can't find where I had that. I have my notes. I just don't have the reference in front of me. But it did beg the question. I was wondering whether or not there was 25% of the, you know, customers versus. Yeah. Locations. Locations. Localities. What is that? What is that based on? I'd be very curious to know um, what yeah. the actual information point for that is too. So, you know, interesting stuff. But uh, we thought we'd bring it up just to sort of go, yeah, this, this thing made our brains hurt and it's complicated. Yeah. Because you hear a lot about this improving the grid, infrastructure, smart grids. What do you do with this stuff? And yeah. it, it sounds kind of, you know, bite-sizey and, and easy. Oh, it's just a public partnership with private companies that, yeah. no, no, not, not, not so much. Just throw money at it and somebody will figure it out, right? Well, the, well, right now with, with the advent of whether or not that's wind or solar coming into the grids, how that's going to be done, you know, these stations that have to move power around from big places to big places and then eventually get them to your home or your office. I think we have to have a sort of a, a debate or a discussion or an overview of just how big, how big is this thing? And, and what are we willing to bite off and try to accomplish over the next decade or two? And it's interesting that you bring up wind and solar because, you know, typically you would have to have a large plant somewhere, whether it's nuclear, coal fired. Um, And so, you know, electricity flows outward from that, but, Wind and especially solar can kind of be put between communities Mm -hmm. and supplement a grid. So it's almost worth asking, like, if you can supplement that power distribution and run kind of redundant circuits to at least allow people to limp by if there is a disconnection somewhere. Or demand. Their line or demand as well. Yeah. You know, for heat. Um, So as we move forward and these technologies improve these alternative energy sources, it'll be interesting to see how that impacts um, things like outages uh, with our power network. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be curious. Cause it, you know, as you, as you get these new tools and you know, everybody's of its mind, technology will solve all at some point in time, you got to go, eh, let's step back and we get this, this advantage, but maybe there's also a disadvantage in, in how we've been doing things for, you know, God knows how many years. Yeah, so. We just, we just need the second coming of Nikola Tesla so we can, have yeah. wireless, wireless free energy transmission for everyone, right? Or just, you know, do it on your own. You know, hang your solar panels and call it a day, folks. Living off the grid, man. Living off Living the off grid. Living off the grid. Yeah. Man, there's a few of those out there. So anyhow, thought we'd touch on a thing. You want to leave it there? Um, yeah, I think this week we're just, we're tapping into a thing. It's a super busy week. Um, we had a holiday weekend. Holiday you know. weekend, yeah. So not not getting too deep to, into any subjects, but... Moving forward, we definitely will be. Absolutely. All right, folks. Till next time. Until next time. Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast. 
where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course, find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts.